So this is this gorgeous therapeutic studio that's fairly new. Right? How long have you been here, Pam? Not quite two years. Okay. Yeah. So post-pandemic, really. Right. Though, right. But yeah. you do have virtual things, too, to serve those needs. So I'm here with a few of the teachers from Blue Healer Yoga and some of our friends. But we're excited to have a conversation, right? And to invite people in on it, people who listen later, people who might already know. Pam or Christian, or hopefully you're going to get to know you both a little bit more today, which is really, like I was saying, what drives me with this. Like, I'm just excited to share people and things that inspire me. I feel like that's just part of what I do. So when I meet people like you, I'm like, I want to learn more, I want to hear more, and I want to share that with the world, (laughs) right? So we've joined in a circle, calling it a little podcast party, and I do call my podcast and my brand these days tune you, which I love can apply in so many ways, especially as I keep understanding how these practices, I see that I'm offering conversation about practices, perspectives, and psychology. I like alliteration, that helps me. <laughs> so, but, and that's really what I think yoga is. This isn't always about yoga, but maybe it is, because I also really love to share that I've come to see that yoga really just means union to join, to connect, right? So we're absolutely practicing and experiencing yoga today, right, in this conversation. And I'd love to keep opening up the conversation about what yoga is. But really, this is a, for us to get into how do we, how can we tune ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, right? Because that's like the big understanding is it's all energy. So I'm so excited that you're both here and you all are guests as well and that we get to share whatever comes through here, right? And I'm Laura Jane, or LJ, just don't call me Laura. That's always a joke, (laughs) we can tell more about that later. But um, yeah, this is just part of what I love to do, just to share what inspires me and people that inspire me. So thank you all for being here. And yes, I invited Pamela and Christian, who I'll do a little introduction of in my own way in a moment, right? because I, I wanted to just hear more, but I offered a topic, right, of possibility, which is really a topic that we could probably do a whole year of workshops on, right? much less a weekend or a day or hours, but just in our short time, just to kind of play with the evolving awarenesses in healing, right? And I really want to also say like emotional and physical healing, because I feel like that's a big awareness that I know I'm in, all of us, how much the emotional healing we can do with these practices is so exciting. Um, but yeah, so I said, hey, Pamela and Christian, will you come talk a little bit about some of what you're currently excited about or inspired about with your like awarenesses on healing? And I do this because I'm still not even sure sometimes if I like that word, right? Or there's so much we could talk about, right? So we'll see what we do talk about. <laughs> but that was the invitation is to touch on that over this next less than an hour. But um, yeah, so I'd like to first all kind of pass the torch or the talk to 
Pamela Gerber in a moment here, but what I know of Pamela is she's a very highly trained and skilled yoga therapist in the official ways that not even all of us are these days, <laughs> right? And she's been teaching yoga for years and she's the owner of this studio here, right, in Huntington Beach. And you've had a yoga community, I know, that has been following you before the studio, right? Um, and then I know you're also a college professor and you teach writing and English, right? And I think I know you also play music, right? An instrument of sorts, I think I've seen some social media. What instrument do you play or instruments? I pretend I play the cello. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, and I mean, we could talk about, you know, speaking of sound and music and healing. So anyways, yeah, Pamela, if you're up for just kind of, how does that topic even strike you? What sorts of things come through for you in this idea of like, what are you thinking about? What are you excited about? Aware of with this whole thing of healing, right? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, thank you. For doing this, I appreciate it, um, and the opportunity to to share my thoughts. And it's interesting that you mentioned healing and put air quotes on that because you know that's kind of a dangerous walk um, to sit there and, and say I'm a healer. Now, healer, healing of what, right? Um, healing is associated with legal things. In my prior life, I was an attorney, and so when I you know see representations of healers. I, I think doctors can call themselves healers, or you have shamanic practices. So healing is a tricky word. So you just have me thinking about that too, and I'm pretty careful about, you know, saying that I'm a healer. But I do work in healing modalities, and and yoga itself, of course, is a healing modality. Um, but moving from healing to uh, yoga to specific aspects of yoga and the branches and the collateral. Um, collaborations with more, I should say, adornments and um, critical pieces of yoga too. Uh, it just it expands, right? You say you start with yoga and say, okay, it's postures that most people recognize in the Western, you know, uh, way of yoga, right? Not even talking about the roots of yoga. Here, it's been introduced as physical postures, which has its benefits in itself. Everybody, anybody, you know, most people who come to a yoga class feel the benefits. Oh, I feel better. You know, they don't know why, and that's okay. Um, they don't realize they're breathing, um, which is something we take for granted, that breathing itself has its health, you know, its, its healing benefits. But then when you take it to another level, like yoga therapy you just mentioned, had close to 865 hours of you know formal training through a uh, accredited school in yoga therapy, and that is getting more into yoga as a healing practice. But not we are not healers, but it's a practice that's focused on simply putting people in balance. And I don't mean in the yoga way balance, balancing the five aspects of our personality, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, the spiritual, the, the personality level, the breathing level, the physical level, the emotional level, right? These are all parts of our being that get out of balance. So yoga therapy is basically a healing modality that works on what can we do to bring you in balance. A lot of times it's mindset, your visualization, your 
bhavanas, right? Your breathing practice. Mm. It's astonishing how many people don't know how to breathe. I myself had to learn how to breathe a long time ago. And I realized that when every time I inhaled, my stomach would go in. Every time I exhaled, my stomach would go out. And I've read a book on breathing, like, well, that's all wrong. Um, <laughs> watched it and went, okay, I'm not breathing. And so that's the first thing. You know, you look at people and realize the, you know, dis-ease people have is they, they don't breathe right. So bringing, bringing, bringing people into balance in their breath and, you know, their aspects of their personality depending on their, their stage in life, their phase in life, you know, whether they're kids or retirees, there's all kinds of considerations in, in yoga therapy that we look at to bring people in balance. Mm. And of course, it sounds so easy. Well, you're just not getting yourself in balance, but um, it takes work. It takes mental, physical, and you know, spiritual work a lot of mm. times, too. So that's one aspect. And uh, you, know, you would say maybe a broader umbrella of yoga or a, uh, you know, a specific component of, of the big umbrella that's yoga. I don't know, but it is a more focused practice on on um, making people feel better, not just exercise, right? Um, and then as I, I mean, I do not in any way, shape, or form pretend to be an expert on healing modalities. I know what I know, right? But in uh, just exploring yoga, I've been practicing yoga for over 40 years, just on my own, um, and then, you know, through the years of classes and more, more specialized training. Uh, there are other things to enhance yoga, or I don't know what the right word is, but to supplement, to be an addendum. Uh, I've learned a lot in reading, believe it or not, science books mm -hmm. about energy, about sound, about frequency, I've become much more aware that the music I play, even if it's just frequencies at 174 megahertz, has healing benefits, right? So it's all a matter of kind of concentrating all these tools, sound, as uh, Christian will tell you, vibration. Um, I got myself certified as a Reiki master because I know the power of touch, I know the power of intention, it's all part of yoga, branches off of yoga. But then I learned in my practice that frequencies like tuning forks and drums help balance chakras, you know, stimulate um, internal organs. I also learned that you don't do those sort of things with cancer patients, mm -hmm. like vibrations, mm -hmm. because you don't want cellular breaking apart kind of thing. So, just through, not trial and error with, <laughs> with cancer patients, but I mean just through um, exploring what I would call branches off of yoga. I realized there's so, so much. And then I haven't even gotten to the ideas of things I've read out about, like in the body keeps the, soul, the mm. uh, score, mm. somatic modalities, uh, technical modalities like, you know, neurofeedback, biofeedback, uh, there's quantum, uh, machines that you know analyze your vibrations, all these kinds of crazy things, EMDR, right? all, all kinds of things that are 
you know, traditional medicine. So when you talk about the modalities, healing modalities out there, you know, I can dip my my brain into all these things, but really what I do here is yoga, right? And yoga therapy. And then intuitively what people need. So in this post COVID world, um, whether by my own visualization or kind of the way I live my life now, I just something throws me somewhere and I just happen to be in the right place. This is what I think the world needs right now is this a place of smaller classes that focus on the basic elements. Breathing, calming the nervous system, having thoughts and emotions that, you know, inspire you or getting into what um, drives you or um, or holds you back, right? Simple yoga class, more now than ever, people cry. Uh, I touch people in Reiki, people cry. It ain't my powers, it's just what people are needing right now. They need the connection, that's my feeling, they need the expansion in their body, space in their body, their muscles from being contracted these past few years in fear. Um, not that it's over, but you know, from intense fear to suffering the aftermath of fear. Um, they need touch. They need to be heard more than anything. They need space. And they need space. That's why I like to keep my classes small. Space and don't feel like what we feel like in this corporate society is a number and just another body filling space to line somebody's pockets. Oh, I bet no cynical right there, real quickly. Mm -hmm. But um, so that little bit of a ramble is kind of what I riffed off your idea this idea of healing, right? We don't heal, people heal. We provide the resources and the tools, and I really think now it's the right time for people to heal. They don't know why they're seeking out this studio. If they come here, just about everybody here needs needs to breathe, needs to move, needs to find a space in their heart to heal. Mm -hmm. Ah, that's so beautiful. <laughs> Didn't feel like a ramble at all to me. <laughs> Wow. Three cups of coffee, and that's a lot for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love what came through, and then I feel like the things that you touched on is also important. So, yeah, I want to come back to some of those things as we pass the torch to Christian. Christian Reed, am I pronouncing it right? Yes. Um, who I just got to meet recently because I was so fortunate that you came to one of my events. <laughs> but I loved following what you're up to and how you are such as community leader at your seemingly young age and happy birthday recently, right? Um, and I know that you are like this sound work expert actually around town, it turns out. You've been doing it for years. You've been <laughs> trained people in how to do sound work if they want to do that for themselves or as a practitioner, right? 
and I know that you also are a skilled yoga teacher and you have a few different styles that you love to do and I know that you're also a musician, right? And I think I even hear that you bring in your voice when you do some of this sound stuff. And yes. what else could I say that I know? Um, yeah, and you definitely just seem like such an artist. I look forward to learning more. But So I hope that's an intro that it feels a little bit um, helpful for some who don't know Christian. But yeah, what comes through for you as we bring this up? And yeah, I know you have such um, I do. I Yeah, you're one who helps us be more leading edge with what you're sharing. So, yeah, what, what do you want to say on such things today? Well, thank you, LJ, um, and thanks, Pam, for going really in-depth in, into yoga and how it can be a healing practice, and I really love uh, that you bring up that, you know, all of these different modalities, like we as the facilitators, we're not the healer, so to speak. Um, and it reminds me of a quote from uh, one of my first sound baths, the guy who led it, his name's Simon Ballard, a fantastic sound healer. Uh, he said, um, and I might not remember exactly how he said it, but essentially uh, he said, yes, this is a healing practice, uh, but you, the, the participant, is the one who's doing the healing. Um, and that's, I think, what healing is all about. Um, and I honestly, uh, even kind of to come back to what you said about doctors being healers, I'm like, actually, even doctors kind of maybe aren't healers so much as, like, curers. Um, and I've, I've kind of uh, do dove into a little bit of the difference between healing and curing. Because uh, healing, like, sort of, you know, people often think about maybe, like, oh, I was healed from some disease or something. But really, healing is kind of more of holistic experience of like becoming whole no matter what your situation is even if you are currently in disease or imbalance to find uh, some sort of wholeness or completion even in those incomplete spaces um, so yeah lovely thank you for bringing all of that up about healing <clears throat> um, with that in mind uh, Yes, I, I essentially do sound healing. Um, I, I don't love to call it sound healing, although that is really the most popular word for it these days. Um, also, before I dive into sound, I'll just mention I do also actually teach yoga, like you said, LJ, um, and I uh, am also a Reiki practitioner as well. Um, again, I, I don't love to say Reiki healer. I like to say Reiki practitioner, even though Reiki is healing. Um, it's not me who's doing it, just like Pam said. It's, it's holding space for that to happen, really, more so than anything. Um, so with regards to sound healing, it also goes by a few different other names. Sound bath, sound meditation, sound therapy, which is also a tricky word to be using um, because of course you know I think about therapists and all that and I'm, I'm definitely not a therapist um, but um, sound can be therapeutic it can be meditative it can be healing um, and so and and I you know I appreciate that you called me an expert and I guess you know many people probably would but I prefer to kind of keep always a beginner's mind because that honestly is like the 
highest level of wisdom, right? It's just being open to what is true and open to new ways of thinking about even things that you have tons of experience with. Um, and that helps me to always be more uh, on the cutting edge of healing, <laughs> as you say. Um, but so with that in mind, uh, what I have learned from my experience and why sound is so profound or how it can be profound um, is sound affects so many different parts of us. It affects our body. It affects our mind. It affects our energetic dimensions of ourself. Um, and it goes maybe even beyond those three parts to, to something sort of metaphysical or beyond, beyond what can even be spoken. Um, and, you know, our listeners who maybe don't, you know, have any experience with sound healing might be like, well, you know, sound is just sound. Like, you listen, you hear, that's, that's what sound is. It's not really that profound or big of a deal. But first of all, I would invite people to think about, like, how music can just be so profound and can shift you into different states of consciousness, can bring up different memories, different emotions. At the drop of a hat, it can change the way you feel. Um, and if that's not profound, I don't know what is. Um, but really, all sounds can be profound um, because they can affect all these different parts of ourselves. Um, kind of like what Pam was mentioning, the different, the five different layers um, of the self. Um, I like to think about how sound can affect sort of the, the mundane, outermost part of ourself, which is the physical body. Um, and how you can experience vibration as not just this woo-woo idea of like, oh, everything is vibration, even though it is scientifically, <laughs> according to physics, if you go down to the smallest particle, it's just waves of soup vibrating. Um, so yes, everything actually is vibration, scientifically speaking. Um, but also we can feel vibration in our bodies and it can move through us. Um, we're made mostly out of water, like sometimes upwards of 90%, and sound transmits through water more efficiently than it does through air. So when it moves through the air, when someone plays like a, an instrument, any kind of instrument, or even plays through a speaker, uh, that sound travels through the air, and then it hits your body. And when you, you know, when you, a lot of people may not necessarily have a concept of this, but if you've been near like a deep base, you can feel that in your body. Um, so maybe kind of referring to that, uh, to have a frame of reference. Um, but even if you don't feel it in your body, sound is moving through you, and it is reverberating through the body for some time. It's essentially massaging deeply into the body, which in a sound bath, many of the instruments are very vibrational and you can feel most of those uh, sensations or many of them in different ways and everyone experiences them differently which I always find fascinating. Sometimes I might play the same instrument in the same way and someone will say, oh I really felt that kind of in my in my forehead, like in my sinuses almost. And then this person right next to them will say, oh, I felt that like in my sternum or my heart space. I'm like, wow, that's just fascinating how the sound can just kind of go, I guess, where it needs to go, hopefully. Um, 
But so yes, it is physically moving through us. It is moving the stuff that we're made of, the water. It's moving it around. It's rippling through us, sort of like a ripple in a pond. Um, and it is uh, essentially bringing some maybe structure or order or even geometry um, for if you've ever looked at or heard of this thing called cymatics, which is actually the science of viewing what sound frequencies look like, you'll start to see these amazing geometric fractal shapes coming up. Um, and that is essentially what's happening in our bodies. So it's kind of like maybe the thought uh, that I like to think is maybe bringing sort of order to chaos or to maybe just where there wasn't order before possibly um, so that's kind of the physical you can feel it it can just be a nice really physical feeling of like vibration and massage and maybe feeling tingling or waves moving through your body um, but even if you're not feeling it sound is moving through your body and it's having a physiological effect <clears throat> um, the next kind of domain that I like to think about with sound is the mind and the brain and the nervous system, um, which are all different but very closely interrelated. Um, and they're frequency-based parts of ourselves. Um, so the brain operates off of brain waves. Uh, the nervous system has frequency-based nervous system signals. Uh, even our heart rate, our breathing rate, all these different things are frequencies. And uh, there's this cool concept called entrainment, which has also been scientifically demonstrated, uh, which just means that things can take on the frequencies of other things. Um, not just people, but everything. Planets and stars are subject to entrainment. Um, but some of the cool things that have been demonstrated regarding entrainment um, our heart rates can actually sync up, which is interesting because we can't even hear each other's heart rate, but just by having a conversation with someone, they've demonstrated that those people's heart rates can actually start to sync up. Um, and of course, like menstrual cycles have been shown to sync up and all sorts of other physiological pro processes. Um, so when we think about sound, uh, for folks who haven't had a sound bath or sound healing experience, um, you might think about how when you listen to music, you just naturally want to start to move to the, to the rhythm. Your body just wants to clap, tap your foot, dance, whatever it is, and that's really just your nervous system and your brain starting to sync up with the frequencies of the music and the sounds that you're hearing. So, in the same way, we can use targeted frequencies to bring us into specific states of consciousness uh, that we are trying to get into that are sort of quote-unquote healing, to use those air quotes again. <laughs> um, for example, deep states of consciousness uh, that correlate with meditation, dreaming, uh, creativity, um, and most, all three of those actually states, meditation, dream, and creativity, correlate with, with what's called delta waves. 
Um, so when our brain is creating delta waves, they've been able to measure tons of different people and what their brain waves are doing. And to, to see that when people are in the delta state, when their brain is primarily making delta waves, that they're in meditation, that they're in a dream state, and that they're in a creative space. Uh, so interestingly, those all three interlap and inter-affect each other um, and can all be very powerful, helpful states to be in um, as human beings who are often drawn out of uh, or not in touch with those deeper states of consciousness. And those states often take a lot of focus and work to access. Um, you know, meditation, for example, takes so much focus and years and years of practice and uh, meditating and oftentimes people will say like, oh, you know, I just can't meditate. Um, dream practice, being able to access the subconscious mind where you can work with the emotions, work with deep old memories, things that are like suppressed maybe, uh, or from the deep past. Um, it's difficult oftentimes to even remember your dreams, but in, in sound, uh, most of the frequencies that are created by most sound healing instruments, not all of them, but most of them uh, tend to target that delta wavelength. And that is really kind of mostly what is bringing us into those states, at least in the sort of mental brain nervous system domain, and I'll get into the metaphysical in a second as well. Um, but essentially, we're tuning to this new frequency, and this frequency is very helpful and healing and can bring us into deeper parts of ourselves to, to not only be with those parts, but to access them and to work with them and see like what's coming up. What do I need to like be aware of? Because we're kind of in this go, go, go society all the time where we're just going from one thing to the next, and we don't always get time or ability to drop into that space within ourselves where we can access uh, and see what really maybe needs to be addressed. Um, so it can be super helpful and therapeutic in that way to, to be able to access those things. Um, and I will also mention while I'm talking about Delta is because it's associated with dreaming, uh, people will often fall asleep in sound baths. And that's totally fine. You still get those benefits of your body getting like a full vibrational massage and attunement, and all of your inner frequencies are still being synced up and cleared out. Um, you know, we're always being exposed to frequencies, whether we know it or not. So maybe cell phone frequencies, Wi-Fi frequencies, um, or even our own thoughts, like I mentioned, our brain waves. Those are frequencies as well, and sometimes our thoughts aren't helpful or serving us. So it can be so helpful to kind of tune into a new frequency, even if it's not Delta, to, to tune into something different and just kind of get a vibrational or frequency reset. Um, so that's kind of the, the entrainment brain nervous system mind part. Um, and then last but not least, uh, sort of the spiritual, metaphysical, energetic elements of sound. Um, and I can talk about this probably forever, um, but just to kind of 
succinctly bring it to a few points. Um, when we're thinking about sound, like I mentioned, sound or vibration is what the universe is actually made of. And if you look at like sort of the, the scientific viewpoint of how how the universe was made and creation was made, the Big Bang, boom, that's a sound. Uh, you know, and also so many different uh, religious and spiritual traditions actually refer to some sort of sound as well. Christianity, God said, let there be, and there was. So the voice of God. Um, Hinduism, she was drumming, created the universe. Mayan, uh, Mayan tradition also talks about an incantation that brought forth the universe, and so many, so many other traditions refer to sound as like not only the beginning of the universe, but what the universe is essentially made out of. So when we're connecting with sound, when we're in training with sound and syncing up with it and meditating on it as our focus, because you can meditate on many different things, um, but sound can be such a profound thing because that is like what the whole cosmic game is made out of. Um, so it can be very like, expansive and a way to connect with essentially maybe limitless dimensions of not only yourself but reality um, and I've had people in sound baths where they experience dead relatives or spirit guides or go to outer space or you know it's like they're basically tripping <laughs> but it's just sound um, and Part of that kind of ties into, you know, that delta frequency of like you're getting into a dream state sort of while you're awake. So yeah, you are kind of a little bit tripping, um, but you're sober or you can be sober and do sound and still have these experiences where you're going uh, into what would be called like non-ordinary states of consciousness or transpersonal experiences where you experience things that are beyond your person. So like what it would be like to experience like maybe your ancestors or the feeling of like what it feels like to be the earth uh, or cosmic consciousness or all these different things. Um, so it can be really powerful um, in that way, sort of on a grand scheme. And then for the purposes of kind of just doing individual work with folks, um, you can use specific sounds for like specific purposes, certain sounds, particularly like the deeper ones that you feel in your body can be like so soothing and so grounding and kind of bring like a sense of like safety and security and like a sense of like maybe connection to the earth, connection to nature, um, being nurtured, um, sounds like the sounds of water, like a rain stick or an ocean drum can bring also kind of those nature feelings um, and also maybe bring up memories of water uh, that can help people access parts of their past. Um, and then maybe kind of the higher frequencies in my experience tend to kind of hit us in more of an ethereal space kind of more of like maybe in the higher energy centers uh, as well as like the ability to just sort of 
increase our awareness beyond sort of the body, it's sort of that metaphysical awareness more so, and so, so kind of bringing maybe balance or awareness of things that go beyond that sort of physical grounding sense. So like there's, there's different directions you can go with sort of the energy side of sound and how you can target or at least use your intention as a facilitator um, to sort of bring in different intentions into your work, uh, whether it's a group or one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so yeah, so many different uh, different ways that sound can be used. It's really uh, really special to me, and I, I uh, feel um, what's mo what's very important to me and has been since the beginning of becoming a facilitator is, is access to everyone and anyone um, and that was kind of something that when I especially when I started getting into yoga which was a little bit before I got into sound um, I wanted to like make it so that like everyone can know what this feeling of yoga the, the yoga experience is like um, and then when I learned about sound I was like this is like the yoga experience and you don't have to be able to even do a pose you could just lay there on the ground or sit there in a chair and be able to access all these different parts of the mind, the body, the spirit, the energy field. Um, so, love that about it. And that's kind of like always been very important to me is like making it making it accessible to other people. And we all have different ways that we experience these sort of medicines and healing modalities. So I like to kind of touch on those different awarenesses when I'm introducing what sound is about um, so that people can understand like, oh, like, you know, some people are more in touch with their body, some people more their mind, some people are all spiritual, energetic, or maybe a few of those domains or all of those domains for a certain person. Um, so I like to kind of touch on the possibilities at the beginning so people can know like there's different ways to be in this experience. You might fall asleep. <laughs> you might be awake and having all these different experiences. Whatever it is, it's hopefully, probably what you need. Mm, right. And even I feel like that alone is healing to be bringing in this awareness, which I feel like is this leading edge awareness within this healing field and talk. Is I love that it's so much more empowering, first of all, to some of the things you brought up, like no one is a healer healing someone else. It's something that's happening within the person, right? And that it's also going to be so individual and so varied and personal. And I feel like that's part of like unity consciousness if we're starting to move towards that, that even as we realize we are all one, right? But yet we're all so different and that awareness. And I love the talk of accessibility too, right? I feel like we all have that interest, right? And just helping this all be more accessible so it's not this dogmatic, exclusive system that is only serving the more privileged folk as much as we need it, right? Because I'm one of the more privileged folk, right? But yeah, I feel like it's you're all reminding me like that's I think why I am excited to talk about healing because I think we are starting to realize so much is possible, right? It's like, wow, we're starting to see so much is possible with teachers like Joe Dispenza having, you know, these things happening on his stages and what's possible with actually even curing something, right? If you see it, is that or really shifting something. And 
I love how you both brought up things like about it being about becoming more whole or becoming more balanced. And then I think what's interesting to consider, like what you helped me see, both of you, is that taking care of our healing is something that we're going to maybe want to keep doing throughout life, right? Because even if we resolve some of the stuff of the past, there's new things in life happening or, you know, so new things that we may be clearing or just to know that there's a reason to build these things in more consistently, right? Like you don't just go to one sound bath, right? You can, but ma imagine the power of doing these things. You know, that's why it's all about adding these things more consistently, right? It's even like a practice of sorts because that's where the real power might be, right? To, um, to let it be individual and personal and really honoring that and, and even open to the mystery of it, right? And that even the understanding of what's true about spirit, for instance, is something that like is healing, right? To like not be approaching that as if we really know, right? So a way um, of being. Yeah, you're talking more yeah. like a way of being, not mm. even just a, a practice, but Ooh. just a way of being. Wow, that could almost get us to a point where there's not so much need for conversation about healing, right? Because if we could become in this way of being, right, where we're more aware of, like you kind of said during our meditation, how it's about just kind of noticing what's coming up, okay, and what, and just the approach and the attitude with ourselves, right, is also so much of what I feel like is healing <laughs> with it at all, and the non-judgment, right, and the compassion that can be at the core of it all. Um, but yeah, anything that you want to say that from what Christian brought up, I think you might have oh. said anything or anything in this moment. Very, very interesting. I love that um, how in depth and organized you are. But following the idea of this way of being, I always think of healing. Healing always feels like something's broken. Yes. Um, yeah. it, it feels more like emerging. You know, mm. like an emergence mm. of uh -huh. becoming fuller mm. of who you are. You know, I hate to be cliche, but more authentically who you are. Mm. And it's a constant emergence. Um, and it starts with just paying attention. So you're mm. talking about, right? That's the first step of yoga. Yoga is, is awareness. It's paying attention, right? Not the simplest form would be not uh, ignoring your body. I went through so many years of ignoring my body because my brain told me how to go here, here, here. And then, you know, by the end of the day, hey, I didn't eat. My body didn't, you know, might have said that screaming. <laughs> but it's just, it starts with something as simple as that. And it grows. Your awareness grows. And you become more and more intuitive. And that's what I consider is this emerging, evolving, and becoming. Instead of calling it healing. Yeah. 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 That's kind of, yeah, what I feel curious about with really shifting our language about it, right? And that's where, like, our psychology and our perspectives, interestingly, play such a role, right? And, and then I love how our yoga of all sorts can help us just keep an eye on our psychology and our perspectives, right? And keep feeding that and things like mm -hmm. the study and community, right, can play such a role. Yeah. Anything anyone else wants to offer at this moment? I'm going to your class, Christian. As soon as I can. Me too. Right? And I feel so glad to hear about that because I have, I've only let myself experience a bit of sound bath and sound healing 
and experiences that people like you are creating and, and have just started to offer some of my own. And I've always done a little bit of sound in my classes over the years and understood certain things. But you, yeah, I feel like now I understand so much more what's happening and yeah, to really see what's happening with like when you let yourself experience that. And I love that you share that with people so they even more, the placebo effect even just of knowing and, and believing that this is true. But I love that it is something that people can just experience and the people are super into it, right? Like yeah. more than ever, it's rad. Like it's people first, you know, for a while it felt like maybe like hot yoga was the place where was everybody was going, which that has its own crowd. But I've been loving seeing like so many people open to, like you said, just receiving, but it's like transformative. It's, it's, right? <laughs> it's, it's wonderful and it's actually given me language. So, you know, I played cello as a kid, yeah. you know, for, I didn't even, you know, know it. Third grade, they're like, what instrument do you want? I raise my hand, violin, please. You know, like with 16 other kids going violin, and somebody grabbed my hand, I'm like, your fingers are long, I'm gonna play the cello. I'm like, oh, cool. But playing it all those years, it's a deeply resonant instrument. Mm. And, you know, even though I've dabbled after that for many years, and I've only come back to it, you know, seriously for three years, you know, really dedicated, it's kind of connected talking about that ingrained memory, right? It's memory, it's childhood, it's sound, and it's all connected with the vibration of playing the instrument. I mean, there's nothing more intimate than playing a cello, and that vibration is through your whole body. And so, yeah, I'm like, why am I so deeply connected and moved by sound baths? Because it's it's connected to, to memory, to early development of my nervous system in our play, yeah. I love that you mentioned that because uh, something that I like to bring into sort of my education about sound baths is that um, our first way of experiencing reality at all is through sound. So when we're in the womb, all of our other senses are blocked off. We're in darkness. We're in water. Uh, we can't. We can't touch. We can't see. We can't taste. Um, but also, we're in water. And so that water, again, is amplifying and transmitting sound so much better. And what are we hearing? We're hearing the sound of the fluids and the breathing of our mother. And so, like, how, yeah, the heartbeat, the drum, right? Um, and, like, I kind of think about, like, the ocean the sound of the ocean even, or the sound of like rain and why that is so like powerful for us. Obviously we rely on water to live, but it can even maybe bring us back further to that sort of womb space of like being totally supported and being like, whoa, that's like, we remember that sound as like one of the first experiences we ever had. Yeah, it's all humans, none of us avoided that, right? As, yeah. as differently as we can come into the world, that's one thing we all, Pretty much, right? I'm trying to think if I'm excluding any right. population that goes into the world that way that we know of. <laughs> Unless you're cyborg. I know, right? Artificial womb or something. Yeah, maybe. That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, well, I want to pay attention to the time because I know um, we've got other things going on in the day, too. But um, so, yeah, but I knew that, of course, there's so much more we could have talked about and could still. But I so appreciate you both being willing to just speak a bit right, on this kind of broad topic. 
Um, but yeah, part of what I want to do here is just make sure people know about you and how to keep following you. And if you each have anything that you want to mention that you're currently doing or offering that you might want people to know about who listen in the coming months or days. And so yeah, Pamela, do you, um, anything you want to tell us and how can people, what are good ways for people to follow you and stay posted if they're just listening? <laughs> um, you can come to the website, healeryoga.com, and it's H-E-A-L-E-R, kind of a riff on what I thought my dog was, a blue healer, H-E-E-L-E-R, it's like life, so it's not a blue healer, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited about certain uh, programs we have going, we have yoga for addiction recovery, um, which is a, an eight-week course that aligns with the chakras, the seven chakras, the 12 steps of recovery, um, and yoga postures. It's just a beautiful kind of orchestration of assisting people who are, who are recovering. And I don't necessarily mean formally recovering mm -hmm. in a recovery program. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I have six people in my series now. Neither one of them are in, none, none of them are in a program, but yeah. they all recognize recovery from addictions like your phone, like mm -hmm. electronics, like everything else mm -hmm. that we don't have 12 step programs for, which sure. mm -hmm. um, So that's a program that's near and dear to my heart. Coming up in March is another project I've been working on for quite a while. As you know, um, we do a lot of work for, for animals here, yoga uh, at Reiki for animals. Um, do fundraisers every other month, kitten yoga, to sponsor a different um, rescue. Uh, we have this next one coming up in two weeks for Pet Vet that has a wellness center as well as a, um, an official veterinary clinic. I've been working with them for a while. But that also segues into their working with me on a yoga for pet loss grief series. It's going to be also an eight-week series of um, moving through the stages of grief um, and particularly geared towards our relationship to our, our animals and our pets and that loss, which is really a very, very near and dear project for me. But we also have, um, we have Christian's class uh, in yoga with healing. We have Cass class who's here. Who does, uh, all of our classes are, are therapeutic, meaning through the lens of yoga therapists, since all of us are in therapeutic healing and yoga therapists. Um, and we have, uh, you know, your typical vinyasa and flow classes, but they're all through this lens of, of therapeutic uh, healing. And we have uh, Restorative with Reiki, we have um, another class coming up. There's Yoga for Healing. Yoga for Interesting. Healing. <laughs> oh, that's right. We have a series, we have a 12-week series going on now, Yoga for Healing. Oh, I forgot that. Uh, which is for, you know, any kind of healing, but it's about down system, uh, visualization, uh, vocalization, chanting, and using all the modalities we have through yoga to heal. Uh, and yeah, so um, those are the exciting things. We also have in the future, we've done it before, and I'm really uh, interested in learning more about is uh, a sound bath with, you know, using 
the microdose uh, component to it. And so uh, that should be coming up too at some point in the future. People are much more interested in the, the even more holistic approaches to dealing with depression and putting up those channels, right? So that's it. I think that's all. Okay, at bluehealeryoga.com, you said, right?
do more in the future? And Melody, anything you want to say? Yeah, I just want to say um, thank you for you guys following your passion and being practitioners in this space. Because as a receiver, I've been to Christ many of Christian Sound Bass. I don't even know how many. Um, I've had him even come to my community um, with our natural health and wellness community. And I just, it's a, it enhances my, my life each time with yoga or sound bath. And I think and I've done, I also do float therapy um, at least once a week. And I think it's really powerful to set that time in your schedule, mm -hmm. you know, for those things. And so for you guys to allow us that place to do that is just so amazing. And I'm just so thankful for it because, you know, we really do need to have that quiet time um, to allow ourselves to reset and be aware of our bodies and, and even receive, you know, peace about something or divine, you know, um, ideas to get, you know, us to where we want to be in life. And so putting that on my calendar on a regular basis, all these different modalities has really enhanced my life. So I encourage, you know, everyone to, to do that and to, you know, however they can. And obviously these amazing practitioners have allowed that space for you. So um, it's just, it's for, I just received such a blessing from it. So I just want to encourage people to, to do that if they haven't already. Well, then I guess we'll call it to a close, just about on time. But yeah, so thankful to have you all. And thank you to you all listening. And yeah, until we meet again, we'll just close it up. And I usually say things like namaste, although Christian's been bringing up why we may not want to. So, But yes, we'll do it anyways because we're here together. So thank you all for being here. So glad to share this with you. <laughs> namaste. Namaste are better words to go, yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>